Welcome to the Ed Milet Show. Welcome to the Ed Milet Show. I am so fired up to have this dude right here with me. I've got the great Andy Frisella here with me today. Thanks for being here, brother. Appreciate it, man. Thank it's, you. It's already been a great day spending yeah. time with you. This is uh, this is one of the great young American entrepreneurs right here. Thank you. And um, and I mean that. And one of the most influential people in the world on social media when it comes to business as well. And uh, we've just been visiting most of the day here. We're in his man cave, by the way. I'm surrounded by four GTs and freaking Lamborghinis, and it's just uh, it's very impressive, brother, what you've done here. Thanks, brother. Really, really Thank impressive. You. And this is a good man, too. I've enjoyed the time already today. So I want everybody else to know about you, what I now know about you. And so I want you to hear the story. It's an amazing journey as an entrepreneur. And for many of you, it's going to inspire you, because I know a lot of you are watching this right now, and you're struggling where you are in your business. And yeah, I want you to know both he and I, our stories are very, very similar. We've both been where you are, and I think Andy can help you with some insights too. And later in the program, I'm going to get you more access to this guy too so that he can actually physically help you with your businesses too. So cool. ready to do this? Yeah, I'm All excited, right. man. All right, let's do this. All right, so let's start out for a little bit. I know how you grew up. You were kind of an athlete guy, but you were kind of, did you grow up like wealthy, poor, middle class? How'd you grow um, up? We, I went, I was very fortunate. Uh, I grew up a little bit of everything. So. Okay. Uh, my parents were divorced when I was uh, about five years old, okay. and they were both entrepreneurs. Uh, my mom owned a uh, VCR repair shop, okay? So, okay. like, they took people's VCR, and, you know, obviously it's not a very lucrative business. Uh, my dad owned a pretty large company, um, uh, an electrical distributor. Okay. He started when he was, he was uh, 18 years old by buying uh, the spare parts out of, a, out of an old guy's garage. Really? He started a business out of that. So okay. um, I, my dad became very successful financially, um, but you would have never know it and you still wouldn't know it. Hmm. Um, he was, he's a regular dude. You know, hmm. if you see, if you saw him walking down the street, he's wearing a Harley Davidson shirt and jean shorts. Okay. And uh, you're like, you know, here's this crazy old dude, but he's, <laughs> he's a really smart guy and he's been very successful. Um, my mom and stepdad, uh, we grew up, and that's where I lived. We, okay. we lived on a gravel road uh, in South County here in Missouri. It's okay. a pretty small house. Like a typical nothing, Midwest yeah, upbringing. Yeah, nothing, okay. nothing crazy. And uh, they ended up becoming very successful. And then uh, when I say very successful, very, very successful, mm -hmm. uh, nine-figure company. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Whoa. And then they ended up losing it all. Mm -hmm. uh, so they went from very poor to very, very wealthy to very, very poor uh, mm -hmm. in a very short amount of time, in a span of about 10 years. And um, it was extremely valuable upbringing because my dad, I never knew my dad was successful because he's very like modest type guy. Yep. Um, he lives in a regular house still to this day. He never drove like crazy cars or had all the, yeah. what you see on Instagram or any right. of this stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe I'm overcompensating, I don't know, you know? <laughs> Dude, you're yeah. compensating because this is <laughs> yeah. unbelievable, yeah. just so you know. But uh, you know, we, we grew up in a, um, in a situation where I was able to experience a lot of things. I was yeah. able to I was able to see what it was like to be very poor. I was able to observe mm. what it took to become wealthy and yeah. I was able to observe what happens when you don't keep your eye on the ball. Yeah. And I saw a lot I saw um, a nine-figure company go to a zero-figure company mm. within a matter of 18 months. But you were always around entrepreneurs though, yes. right? So you knew that. That's I all I ever knew. Yeah, you and I were talking earlier, we both had baseball card businesses yeah. and no, we were both started really young. Probably a lot of you have had that bug too or should have that bug, but so you, this is, it just blows my mind, especially what's happened to you the last five or seven years. But I think people see the four GTs, they see the Lambos, 
they see this first form brand you guys have built, which is just unbelievable. Thank you. I mean, it really is, man. But and I'm proud of you. I Thank love you. seeing young Thank stud you. entrepreneurs. But that means a lot, man. Yeah. Especially from you. Thank you, brother. And um, but you start out. So let's go right to the business part because this is the part that I think people like. They've heard some of this, but not all of it. And I hope today we're going to get to some stuff they haven't heard too. But so you start. You and your it's your brother, right? You guys start your first. You do a so a Chris, Chris who you met, my yeah. business partner. That's yeah. not my brother. Okay, he's my brother. Yeah, but, but not another mother. About another mother. You know, okay, uh, but and then my actual brother okay. works with us too. Your actual brother works too. Yes. Okay, and so you're how old are you when you opened your first store? You opened a supplement super nineteen. Store, right? Yeah, 19 supplement years super old. store. Yeah. Okay, and how'd that go in the very beginning? <laughs> I know a little bit of this. Well, but. Uh, you know, like most of you guys, uh, I wanted to be rich. Yep. And I said, I was looking for all these things of how to, you know, become wealthy. And yeah. so me and Chris were like, hey, let's start selling vitamins. We both like to work out. It seemed like it made sense, you okay. know. Okay. Uh, so we we decided we we're going to start a business. How'd and you get the money to open the first store? We, we both painted uh, parking lot stripes at night. And it paid like 20 bucks an hour. And back then, like in 1999, Whoa. 20 bucks an hour for painting those, dude, that was like a hundred bucks an hour. You know what I mean? So you did that on purpose to accumulate the deposit well, or whatever to start your first biz or? Basically, yeah. Wow. And then, okay. uh, and then to, so we had 12 grand. Nobody would rent to us because we were just kids. We yeah. had no credit. So we had to pay our year's rent up front, which was a thousand bucks a month. So that took up all our capital. Whoa. So to finance the build out and then to finance the inventory, we, we ran it up on credit cards. Wow, because you couldn't get a loan. Right. Crap. So, okay, um, so you open the store. You've paid the rent. By the way, I did that too, which is yeah. a blessing because it didn't let me back out. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that was the thing. We had nowhere to live. We didn't have anything. We had to live in the store. You lived in the store. Yeah. So we had, we had a, a couch that we got from my dad, which was a love seat, mm. um, and then we had a mattress that we got from a Salvation Army that was in the same center, a Salvation Army retail store, mm. and we slept at the back of the store, and and uh, we thought it was cool. You yeah. know, we thought it was fun. Like it was. We were 19. We had a business, you know. We freaking awesome. Yeah, we thought it was cool. Like everybody's like, "Oh man, that must have sucked." No, honestly, like it was some of the best times. You know what's funny? Because you and I were walking around here. I was looking at your cars, and we we're talking about our lives now and stuff. And like, honestly, I mean, it sounds like I'm going back. Like, you know, I'm an old man talking of the old days, but I'm I loved those times. I, did I too. loved those hard times. Yeah. I loved the obsession. I loved the struggle with it. Did you? So you're living in the store. So uh, that means that tells me probably you didn't have like a monster first year. Oh like, no! How was the, how our the first, first day year? we had uh, our first day we sold seven bucks. Yeah, uh, seven. Bucks. Our second day we sold zero. <laughs> uh, our third day we sold twenty-two bucks, and no it went like that for uh, for literally years, um, where we would have days of no sales. Uh, we didn't have money to advertise, so the only way we could get people in was literally one at a time, and then ha help create the word of mouth off of those one-off transactions. Like, did you make any money the first year? Oh, no, I didn't make any money. It took me, the first three years, I got zero pay, zero, zero pay, not. Wait, three years? Three years. So how'd you, I mean, I know you're living there, but how do you eat? Well, we worked other jobs. So we both bartended at night and worked security at bars at night Whoa. and then uh, worked at gyms. So we worked other jobs. So one of us worked at the store mm. and the other one would go work at the other job and this and that. And then we kind of just pulled the money mm. And Chris and I are partners on every business that, that we own still because of this. He's a good dude, I met him. Yeah, he's awesome. You know what, that's a lesson though, like so many young people out there that are entrepreneurs is like, what sacrifices are you willing to make? It's almost like the first thing you sacrifice is your dream. So when yeah. it's not working, you're broke, you sacrifice your dream. And I, I worked extra jobs too. It's like, yeah. it didn't even occur to you that that was a big of a deal. Like, no. I'm gonna make this thing work. Yeah. yeah, it's, I call it zero option mentality. You know, you should always try to cultivate, like, it, it, 
in that time, I literally had zero options. I didn't have a degree, yep. uh, which you know I feel is less important now for people. Me too. On, yeah, it's less important now. But 15, 20 years ago, it was still a big deal. Mm. So I didn't have a degree. Uh, I didn't have a, any place to go work. You know, my my dad didn't have his company anymore. I didn't have a I didn't have a backup plan. I had to make it work, or otherwise mm. I was going to be digging ditches. And I didn't want to mm. dig ditches. Mm. You know, and if you're out there digging ditches, I feel your pain because I've done that before. Mm. You know. Mm. Uh, and if I had to do it, I would do it again. But I don't want to go back. And that's you went three years, no money though. Yeah. So were you the, last, the, the next seven years, the most I made in a month was six hundred ninety-five dollars. So for ten years, I never made more than six hundred ninety-five dollars in a month. What? Yeah. Ten years of doing the business, you're you're making seven hundred dollars a month. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Oh my God. Eleventh, the eleventh year I made forty-five grand. The twelfth year I made one hundred eighty, and then it went up. Then it went up. Yeah. It's interesting. Most people, their businesses, they they make all these deposits. You know, they start and then they withdraw all of it too soon. They never get to collect. Well, and that's the thing, you know, Chris and I kind of got in that routine of living below our means. Me too. So we were able to continually put money in and put money in and put money in and put money in. There was a number of years where we had employees that made much more money than us. Mm. You know, we were paying other people in our company way more than we were paying ourselves. Mm. And uh, that's what you have to do. It's it's what do you want to invest and what are you willing to give? And mm. and I agree with you. People people want to get paid too soon. They want to, they want to live the life too soon. Way too soon. You know, and, and like, this is this is why I stopped posting a lot of my personal, like I yep. used to post all my cars on Instagram. Yep. Yep. I stopped posting it. And I still post them sometimes. Me too. But the reason I stopped was because I started realizing that I'm hurting younger entrepreneurs in a way where they think they need to be living that now. Man. When in reality, they should be pulling in the expenses. Yep. You know, battening the hatches, so to speak. Well, here's how know? true that is. So both of us, so the first thing I asked him, because here's how much I believe that too. It's yeah. like, all I did when I was young, I sacrificed, by the way, 10 years is awesome because most people don't have that in them. They don't have that sacrifice, work the I extra job, sleep in the Right. Yeah. You know what? I didn't either, yeah. now that I think about it. Right. But the first thing I asked him as I walked in here and I was looking through all these cars, what's the first thing I asked you? I said, do you own these? Yeah. And he said, yeah, I do. I got titled to all of them, right? And that's yeah. a big deal to me because we both, same model, right? Same struggle, same young, same extra jobs. But what we were both doing, we weren't interested when we were young at looking like we were rich when we weren't. We just yeah. stacked it away, stacked it away, stacked it away. You see my houses, my cars, all of them are paid for. My jet paid for. All of them paid for. Same I'm trying to get guy. on that level, that jet level. You're on that level. <laughs> you know you're on that level. So you got the business. It finally turns around. But during that time, I just want people to hear the, the back story too. So during that time, you and I were just talking too. You, he has a real life, like we both have real lives. Yeah, so yeah. stuff happened, right? right? And you struggle with different things too, but tell him a little bit about, so you're a young dude, you got this business, you're working multiple jobs, you're living at your place of business, right? right. And probably everyone in your family thinks you're out of your mind. Oh, dude, yeah, trust me. Uh, the, my dad was the, the only person in my life that has never told me, mm. not, not, not the only person that believed in me. He's the only person that never told me I was wrong like for doing it. <laughs> That's crazy. And, yeah, and, and people, and that's why I don't have a lot of sympathy for people when they're like, oh, my so-and-so is telling me this and that. And right. I said, look, dude, nobody's going to believe in you until you've done something. That's right. Have you done anything to make people believe in you? Right. You know, you don't just get people to believe in you. you got to do shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right, and, uh, right. and, you know, that's the way it is. And, and my dad... My dad had done that, so he knew that he it knew could the be grind. done. He knew the know? grind. And, uh, but 10 years is a long grind, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's totally worth it. Right. But, like, um, what do you have? Like, I always say this all the time, is your will to win for sale, right? Yeah. Like, most people can be bought. Like, enough failure, they'll buy their dream out. They'll yeah. buy them out. They'll yeah. quit. You, you, you couldn't have been bought all those years. It, no. You had no money being made. No, and I still couldn't. I mean, I've had, I've had nine-figure buyout offers on our companies, three of them. 
and, really. I, and I won't do it because I, I know what we can do. And now, like I said before, my purpose has changed. My purpose yeah. isn't now, you know, let's buy all this cool shit and be a baller like it used to be when I was younger. Yep. Yep. Now it's I want my guys, I want my team, I want my people to succeed. Yeah. And I know what we can create on the on the back end. Yep. And so I don't want to sell that out. Yeah, you know? we both want you to stack a bunch of money away. Yeah. We both want you to have great stuff like this and live all that. But we both are just literally talking off camera saying what endures is when you shift from that stuff to yes. wanting to serve other people because that that like never and burns you know, out. And you know what's funny about that too is I felt I found that when you switch your focus to other people, your income goes up anyway. Big time. Yeah. Right. Actually, it takes some pressure off you, yeah. oddly, right? Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it takes pressure off you. Go back a little bit in the beginning. I just want to talk about this because we were talking about it. I didn't even notice it, but yeah. you pointed to your face to me and said, hey, yeah. I've had stuff happen, man. Like, yeah. not all this was just business grind. Because yeah. a lot of you that are watching this too, your business isn't where you'd like it to be, maybe, or your life isn't. Like, right. stuff happens outside of business that can distract us too, right? There's, there's issues with your family, there's health, there's, you know, all kinds of stuff that happens outside your business too. So, yeah. Tell them, how'd you get these scars? What so, happened? Uh, so, when I was in college, like we said, we had to work other jobs while mm -hmm. we, and we were also going to school, by the way, until yeah. we did all this. But uh, I was walking home from one of my jobs, and uh, I was walking home with a girl that, that, uh, that I was good friends with, and uh, <laughs> mm. I ended up getting stabbed, is the long story, uh, the, the short story of it. Uh, I got an altercation. This dude, she was, uh, she was Mexican, and... This guy was calling her some racial slurs, and mm. I'm a young, testosterone-filled dude. You know, I'm not going to deal with that. Right. It's not my personality to deal with that kind of shit anyway. Yep. Um, you know, I'm, I'm an athlete like you, and you know yep. how athletes are. Like, yep. dude, we're going to—it's going to get physical. Yep, it's going to be physical. And, yeah, and uh, we got in an argument, and I turned my back, and when I turned my back, he stabbed me, and he stabbed me here, and he stabbed me here, here, and in my back, and oh, I had right. 160 stitches in my face. Uh, still no feeling in this side of my face at all. Uh, um, the last thing I remember on the way to the hospital was uh, the, the EMT on the radio saying, I don't know how to stop the bleeding. Oh my God. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, all right, I'm going to die for sure. Because like, it was like what you see in the movie, like blood was squirting out. Like, and um, yeah, so, so basically. That's uh, incredible. Yeah, so, so that was like, that was the easy part of it. The hard part of it was what happened after that. Uh, my face was very swollen. It was very deformed. Uh, it looks really good now because it's been 15 years since it happened. Um, but I worked retail and I had people coming in to the retail store every day and they, and they would do one of two things. They would either look at the floor when they talked to me because they didn't want to stare at my face or they would say, dude, what happened to your fucking face? And I'm like, I'm like, uh, you know, I, I'm getting this all the time. And really, honestly, I would have people, rather people say that to me than look at the floor. Like, you know how like, <clears throat> yes. You know, when you see someone who's got a handicap yeah. or they have a disability, yeah. our tendency is to not want to stare, so we overcompensate by looking away. You're right. Don't do that because mm. it makes people feel really shitty. Yeah. Okay? And I know that from experience. And, mm. Um, mm. But anyway, I went through very bad depression. You know, my face was messed up. I, went, I was a young man. You know, I thought my life was over. I thought my, my business wasn't succeeding. Mm. Uh, I started thinking about, like, you know, no woman's going to ever want to date me. Yeah. You know, my life is over type of stuff. And... Um, you know, I built it into this big deal. I became very depressed and uh, to a level of, of suicidal on, oh, on a regular basis. Uh, and and, and, it, and I, I actually uh, was able to come out of that in, a, in, a, in, a, in about 10 minutes time. Mm. Uh, I was walking through a, a grocery store and I was pushing my cart down the aisle and there was, a, I came to the end of the aisle and I hit another cart. And I looked over at uh, the person who ran in the cart, 
And I looked at him and I couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman because they were so badly burned. Like their hands, their face, completely unrecognizable of a, of a man or a woman. And I looked up and it was a woman, by the way. And she looked at me and she looked right at my face. And she goes, man, what the fuck happened to your face? <laughs> and, and, and dude, I like start dying laughing. Like, cause she knows what I've been through yeah. and I know what she's been wow. through. And it turns out what happened was she had been uh, in a plane crash and her whole family had been killed in a plane crash oh and she was the only person to survive. And uh, we, sat, we sat there and we talked for like 10, 15 minutes, mm. um, you know, about what had happened to her and what mm. had happened to me. And we had a good laugh about it. We, mm. we like laughed at other people, like mm. how they were so dumb for like looking mm. at the floor, like all the stuff we just talked about. Yeah. And, it, and it changed my perspective immediately. I went from wow. feeling bad, I went from being depressed, I went from having all these struggles to saying, you know what, this is not bad. Like this wow. is not even, a, this, is, this, is, this is a good thing. And so I chose, wow. I chose to start seeing it as something that would, would, would eventually teach me something. And it turns out, um, it ended up being really good for business because back then when Chris and I would go to trade shows, nobody knew who we were, all right? Okay. After I got stabbed and my face was swollen, I had scars all over it, I would talk to people and they would remember me. Oh yeah, so, oh so I would go to these trade shows and people would be like, uh, they'd be like, oh, hey, you know, those guys from Supplement Superstore. And they'd be like, no, we don't know those. You know, no, you know, Andy, they do with the scars on his face. No way. Yeah, and so what happened was people started remembering us yeah. because of it. Yeah, and now they know Andy the multimillionaire, but then it was Andy the dude with yeah, the scars but, on his face. But you know what? When you try so hard to stand out, and, you, and it's important in business to yeah. stand out and be memorable, yeah. I was blessed with an opportunity to make me naturally memorable. Oh, wow. And so it ended up serving me, and that's how I see it now. I, see yeah. it, I actually see it as one of the best things that ever happened to me. I believe that too. Like, it, by the way, that's probably my favorite story I've ever had on the show, right there. That's probably well, my favorite story. And let me tell you the reason why. First off, it's not the events that happen to us, it's the meaning we attach to the events, right? Because events happen to everybody, and so eventually what you did, eventually, yeah. is you attached it, a new meaning to the event. It yeah, served you, it, it happened took, for you, not to you. Yes, and it took that, it took that interaction, and I believe yeah. God put that interaction in place. I mean, yeah. there's no, that was not a coincidence. No way, like, no way. Dude. Of all the people that, walking in the world, your cart yeah, bumps into someone no, that's- that saved yeah, me, man. That's and, crazy. Uh, and, and dude, I, uh, it, it, you know, you, we have, you and I, we have literally millions of conversations, right? Yep. Over the course of your career. You've had sure. a million conversations with a million different people. Yep. I can definitively say that that conversation was the most impactful conversation. Crazy. And it was a random, you know, chance encounter. God. And it was the most powerful conversation that I've ever had in my life. Just because it made me understand that A, things could be way worse, right? okay? And B, no matter how bad things are, there's always good that can come of them. Yeah. And Amen, I believe yeah, that totally. Yeah, totally, really. dude. And like people, will, like when I say that, I always get a lot of pushback. They'll be like, well, what about these kids that die from cancer? Well, yeah, right. that's terrible. And right. I agree, there's right. not much good that comes from that. Right. But the one thing that is good that comes from those kind of situations is that we can choose to um, appreciate our own mortality wow. and, and, and learn how to appreciate the people in our lives while we have yep. them. Because yep. I feel like so many people they live for this thing that doesn't exist mm. because we're ambitious, right? Yep. We're always want more. We're always want yep. to do more. We always want to accomplish more. And so for that reason, and I know you've probably had this situation before, you start neglecting the now for this, All the later, time. right? All the time. And I struggle with that now. Yeah, I, I do still too. do it. It's one I of the things too. I'm so ambitious, I'm so driven. Right. It's like, hey, be present yes. right now. But, but I promise, and I think you'll agree with me yeah. that being able to be ambitious and also be present uh 
is, is extremely important because if you're always ambitious and you're not a, like you can't, you guys who are like young right now and you're not where you want to be and you think, you know, oh, I want to be a millionaire and I, my life, I'll, whenever I make this much money, I'll be this, you won't. It, that, that's, not, that's not what's going to define you. What's going to define you is the relationships that you're having now wow. and appreciating those, and those will help build you into that. Yeah. But you know, you know how people, like, do you yes. used to think before you had any money or you yeah. had any success, you probably thought, man, once, once I get here, it'll be different. That was the once I get here, it'll be this. Yep. That was my constant conversation. Once I get there, then I'll relax and yes. enjoy. Once I get there, yes. then I'll but have fun. Once I get there, and then I'm like, there was never this place. Right. Right. There was never. And that's the difference you and I were talking earlier. I'm really enjoying this, by yeah. the way. It's the difference for me of being successful and being fulfilled, right? You can have all the success and not be fulfilled, but if you can be present now, you can be fulfilled. And here's the one thing I'll tell you. If you can be happy where you are now, you're really going to be happy once these other things come. But if you're not happy now... It's only going to gonna accelerate the problems. It does. Yeah, and I, we have friends that we yeah. see that. It's like yeah. they're more unhappy. Yeah. They're more stressed. They're right. more depressed. It's funny that we're talking about this because people that knew you and I were meeting, right? They're like, yeah. oh, it's... It's the clash of the alpha males, <laughs> yeah, you know, and then, yeah. and then you and I meet each other. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think when you see someone who's built a great life or like, in your case, like they built a you know, the big dude, strong dude, lots of confidence. We're giving people advice. Yeah. I think they go, these are super confident people, right? And the truth is, I think when you see someone like us that way, I think when you look at us now, you know, these are people that had to come from a further place. Like we're both introverted. Yeah. We're both shy. We both probably have... I bet you that both of us have a more natural dose of insecurity than a normal person. There's no question. Like, that's I, why we're so driven. That's why we're driven. Yeah. I had to figure out, and I want those of you that hear this, I had to figure out, you know, I was like, okay, I know how insecure not a bad I am. Thing. Not at all. So people hear insecure and they yeah. automatically attach, like they, they, they take it as a dig because they've heard it like in dating. Oh, you're, you're jealous because you're insecure. Right. Well, yeah, maybe, but I'm right. also driven and I'm also wanting to yeah. win and I also yeah. have something to prove yeah. and that's a great thing that's another example of taking something yeah. that would normally be a negative yeah. and turning it's alchemy right yeah. it's taking something and turning it into something that is valuable I agree and and you know being insecure and, and I say this a lot on my podcast yeah. because people don't like to talk about it because yeah. like a lot of people in our position who are out there making content for people yeah. Their egos are too big to admit it. Right. I'm not, dude. Me I'll either, tell you right either. now. Me too. I got a ton of shit to prove. Me too. And I'm gonna fucking prove it. Me too. You know, and if that's how you feel, you've got all your family, you've got all your friends, you've got and they're make and they're telling you you can't do it, you can't do this, and you wanna prove them wrong, good. That's right, that is good. Yeah, that's a good that's thing. Good, that's think, good. Don't you think my insecurities because I'm so wanting to be this other version of me, the best version of me, and I compare it to who I am now, that makes me insecure. Like I don't wanna be comfortable with me. Right. I don't wanna think I've but got it important. all figured out. Of course. What's, that's, what's good about comfort? We were just talking about this over here. You know, you, you accomplish this, this, this. You, you get the houses, you get the jet, you get the cars, you get the life, you get the good. company. And then what? And then what? And, and so, and what have you and I both determined the then what is? To serve other people. You got it. Right. And yeah. that's, people are always like, well, and I'm sure they're asking you, they're like, yeah. Ed, why are you doing all this? Why are right. you making this content? Right. You're a multimillionaire. You've right. got all these things. Right. You don't have to do that right. because it's a call. It's a calling, like yeah. people say in faith. Yeah. Right, Vaughn? In faith. Yeah. All right? It's a calling. Yeah. Like I have a, I have, I feel an obligation to, to so I grew up with an extremely intelligent driven amazing father and like dude yeah, me too and if people would have seen how he raised me they would have said that he's probably abusive because dude that he was hard man mm -hmm. but here's the deal i want people to my dad prepared me for the reality mm -hmm. and i want people to be prepared too because i feel like the younger generation a lot of the people watching right now are not taught the truth 
they're taught that everybody wins, everybody's special, mm. everybody you know is probably going to end up being a multimillionaire. Uh, yeah. Everybody loves you, and that's mm. not the, that's not the truth. It's, far, it's the furthest thing it from is, the truth. Yeah, so they get taught this thing. They get taught this thing. I mean, they don't even keep score now in, in right. kids' games. They get taught this thing up until they're 20 years old, and then they're kicked out in the real world. And then what happens? Yeah. The real world stops them. More and more, I think that's why this generation's having a harder time. There's more and more people that want to be entrepreneurs, that want to be successful, that see it more than ever. Yeah. But their wiring needs to change. Yes. You need to be a little harder, a little tougher, a yeah. little more in love with the grind, a little bit harder working on yourself. And also, you got to work like it's going to happen now, but you got to be patient as hell. Like it took you 10 years, yeah. right? I didn't really make any real money, save any real money for over a decade yeah. either, right? Like, yeah. by the way, on that, because it just reminded me of something. You see this big old buff stud dude here, but you've written a couple. I just want to throw this out there. You've written a couple children's books, yeah. and what we were just talking about. I was reading. It's uh, Otis and Charlie play to win, right? Part yeah. of that book is it's about competing and it's teaching kids that not everybody gets a trophy, right? Isn't right. that part of that yeah. book? So I, th those of you that have young kids, you should get them involved with some of the books this kid's written, this yeah, dude's yeah, written, tell why, about that. That's why, we, that's why we wrote the books. We wrote, I wrote them with Vaughn, uh, okay. who's my co-host on the podcast, yeah. and he, we, our purpose of what we do, and, and while we do monetize some things, sure. our purpose of doing this was not to, oh, let's just make more money. Our mm -hmm. purpose of doing this was to help reverse the, what is being taught to this generation. Mm. When you and I grew up, we were both athletes. Yep. We were taught to fucking win. Absolutely. And, and I don't even know if I can curse on this show. You can but, curse yeah, on this okay. show. Uh, but we were taught to win. We yep. were taught to, to go out, do our best, and win, and not feel bad about it. Be yep. a good sport, yep. but don't feel bad about it. Now these kids are taught that winning is wrong, and it's not okay. Unreal. And if you win, you should feel bad. Like, yeah. that's not... You could... You could paint the ideal picture all you want, but that's not reality. That's right. And my goal with the books, and this is why I haven't written an adult book, all my goal is to, is to make an impact. And I feel yeah. like if we're gonna make an impact, we've gotta start with the youngest I generation. Love it, brother. You know, and how do they get the books? Do they go to Amazon? Yeah, just Amazon. It's yeah. Otis and Charlie. Because we were both talking about, it just occurred to me when you said it's like yeah. we're talking about all this rewiring, you know. Uh, people in their 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s need to go through. I think it's awesome that you're starting to grab them when they're two, three, four, five, yeah, six, and, seven and years see, old. A lot, well, and a lot of parents would, would DM me and they'd say, man, I wish I could teach my kids all this stuff. Hmm. They, they want their kids to know this stuff, but they don't know how to teach them. Yeah. So that was the book. The book is a tool for parents okay. that want to teach their kids the reality, but don't know exactly how. They realize something is off yeah. with what they've been taught. And it's not the actual truth. I mean, what's, what, are we, what are we taught? We're taught this. Go to school, get a degree, get a job, yep. and, you know, and eventually you'll have enough money to retire, which you won't, by you the way. You will not, right. And, you know, they don't tell you that you're going to be in debt your whole life. Yep. And they don't, the real truth is this. Go to school, get a degree, get a job, get yourself in debt so that yep. you're required to work for somebody. Yep. Your whole life. That's right. You have to work. They got to tell you the first day it's of college. It's a human resource that, that the system is designed to squeeze the juice out of. That's exactly. And by the way, that's why one of my goals is that we start to get more entrepreneurship in colleges, yeah. right? Start yes. to, if they're going to have to go, because the first day of college, they ought to go, hey, look, here's what your life is likely to be. You're going to come out here with a couple hundred grand of debt. You're going to up at 50 years old. You're not going to have 50,000 bucks saved. You're going to be in debt and divorced at least once. Yeah. That's literally the program you're yeah. on, right? Yeah. It's like someone ought to tell you that up front. So when you sign up for it, I'd rather sign up for the program where I go through four or five, ten years of struggle as an entrepreneur, and on the other side, I'm in my man cave like this and helping other people, right? right? That's the program I want to be well, on. Well, even if you, even if you, 
even if you work inside of a company, the values of being an entrepreneur right. still will help you become successful and valuable. Because there's a lot of people out there watching that might not ever own their own company, yep. but maybe they work inside of a company that has a nice upside. You got okay? it. There's some equity in there right. or something you could do. Right. So, so those people still, if they learn the skills of entrepreneurship, they mm -hmm. can become valuable within a system. 100%. You know what I mean? And by the way, eventually have your eye on starting your own deal. Exactly. Right? If there's, on my advice, people say, do I have to start a business? No, but you better be somewhere where there's equity or ownership for you eventually. Yeah. And if there's no play for that, I don't have any wealthy friends who get a W-2 for 50 years of their life. Eventually, you got to get a 1099. Eventually, you got to be able to sell something, make something, or earn something. That's well, at least how I yeah. feel. No, I agree. I agree. I think that, you know, it's a, there's, there, I, I do believe, and some people don't believe this, mm. but I do believe that entrepreneurship is somewhat a skill. I feel like so do I. I feel like certain people have it, yep. and not everybody can have it. Okay. Now that makes people upset when I say that because I always okay. get bad emails. They say, "Oh, well, I could be an entrepreneur. Maybe you can." Right. But like Gary, uh, my friend Gary, yep. Gary Vaynerchuk, yep. he, he he puts it this way: everybody can go play basketball. Right. But not everybody's going to be LeBron James. I agree with that. Okay, and and I do too. I yep. agree with that too. I, I, so because so, I think it's the I don't think it's a in my mind. So what do you say to people who who may not be entrepreneurs but have they they work within a company that has opportunity? I think if they're I, that's what I'm saying. I think as long as you work within a company where there's a chance for you to have some equity, some ownership, yeah. something that's your own your own space that that doesn't require that right another part of it is too is like you have to be honest with yourself i don't think it's a capacity issue i think it's a threshold of pain issue a desire issue um a work ethic issue and not everybody is wired for that because they're passionate about other things right they're more passionate about you know being charitable or they're more passionate about you know um doing stuff with kids there may be just things you do that your passion isn't being an entrepreneur i think you i think if your passion's to be an entrepreneur like you and i had this calling Oh when yeah, we were kids, dude, like, like, I was like, I was selling, I, I sold baseball cards, sold snow cones, I sold too. light bulbs door to door. Dude, I, I mean. And you're an athlete, like you yeah. always wanted to be, here's what I just really think. I think, I just always wanted to be free. Yeah. I, I always wanted to, me and I were just talking, we literally cut each other off, we're like, it's not about the money, it's about this, I want it, and we said at the same time, win. Yeah. We literally said the same thing. There's this edge, this compete, this desire level, right? And like. If you feel that, I think you could be an entrepreneur. If you want to go through heat, time, pain, I think stress, you have to, everything. I think you have to, I don't think you even have to endure it. I think you have to fucking want it. I think you have to want it. Yeah, like, like I want. This is good. <laughs> Look, people don't get, people, people think this is wrong, but it's not wrong, it's right. right. I want to wipe the fucking earth of my competition. Yep. I want their houses to burn down. <laughs> I want them to do zero sales. <laughs> I want to win, yep. and not just win, but dominate. And right. when I say that, do I literally want their houses to burn down? Right. Of course not. Right. But that's a metaphor for how bad I want to win. You want to dominate. Yes. You don't want to just win, and, you want to dominate. And if you don't have that killer instinct yep. in you to where like when somebody competes with you, it makes you angry and you're like, like yep. I get offended. Like how dare you yep. think you're going to compete with me? Yeah, I can feel it. You right get now. what I'm saying? Yes. Like you just switched again. Yeah, yep, I and I, you're scaring me. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> it, <laughs> I, I think I think I'm one of the old. I think you feel that, and yep. I think other people feel that. Yep. But I don't think they say it. And mm. so like for that reason, when I say it, it sounds crazy. It doesn't but, sound crazy. Yeah. It doesn't sound crazy to someone like me. But I want to say one thing about it. I think you have this capacity, and I'm not just bragging on you here. I think you have this capacity, which is, I don't know anybody else in this space that does this. 
you have this way of saying, in, because I have also one, right? Like yeah. one rare thing about both of us is we, that are in this space, like we both have real businesses, are really wealthy and have really done the stuff we're telling you. We're not just, and we're still doing it. And we still do it, yeah. right? Like we're not making this up this as we go a, along. This isn't, an insta this isn't a make money quick scheme for no, us. No, 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 this, yeah. this, this is our lifestyle. It's not theory. But you do something profound, man. This is why your following's so huge. You say really important, profound, deep things in simple ways so that I can understand it. Like the depth of the things you talk about, like the reservoir of where it comes from, just so you know, I really watched from a distance. I was like, this is so good, so true, so profound, yet you don't say it in a way that draws attention to you like you're this guru, brilliant dude. You say it like, hey bro, I got you. But yeah. then when you spit it, it's not, it's not simple stuff. It's not slogans. It's well, really deep stuff. Well, I think that's, it. thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but I also feel that you have to speak in the proper language. And a lot mm. of people are like, oh, dude, you curse too much, you do mm. this. Look, man, I'm just, like, You're if you. I sit around at your barbecue, that's how I'm gonna talk. Like, right. if you don't, if, right. you're, if your mom's offended by, Thanksgiving, or by curse words, don't invite right. me to Thanksgiving, because it's coming out. <laughs> you know, like, right. that's just, right. especially if you have any drinks. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, that's how, that's how we talk, man. That's yeah. how my bros talk, that's how we talk in my company. Yeah. And I, I just try to take, like, I feel like a lot of guys in our space, they, mm -hmm. they make it, they do exactly what you just said I don't. Yeah. They try to present things in this language that is complicated to make them appear smarter than everybody else. That's exactly what it is. It's when in reality, people already know you're smarter. They're yeah, fucking they're, watching they're, you. Right, they already know. They wouldn't yeah, be watching you. You, you don't need to boost your ego anymore. Like, let's teach people some real shit. That's what I sound. I, yeah. I watched you. I actually, I was saying this to a, a buddy of ours, a mutual friend of ours, Cardone. I yeah. actually told Grant, I said, this guy actually is solely concerned with helping these other people, not like, I'm brilliant, look at me, yeah. right? Well, I, I don't think I am. Like, I really right. don't. Like, I know you I, don't. I, I really don't. I, I feel like... I, like I told you, you know what I say when you first walked in? I said, I'm so excited you're here because I can't wait to learn what you know. Right, and I said you know? the same right yeah, back to you. Like, That's exactly. I, I'm a sponge, man. Yeah. I'm more of a student than a teacher, mm. you know? And I don't think people realize that. Yeah. I'm just relaying the shit that I've learned. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just want to learn. I want to learn from you. I want to learn from Grant. Yeah. I want to learn some shit from Gary. Yeah, we you both know? talk about Tony. We yeah, both learn from yeah. Tony Robbins. Dude, and... I mean, I've learned so much. Like I told you, yeah. like, I... Uh, I know when I see someone else yeah. because we share a certain level of thinking yeah. and belief that we both have. But let me say one thing about this because he won't talk about himself here, so I'm going to say it. This is who you should be learning from as well. Like I, my highest stamp of approval. And so it's this MF CEO podcast that you have. T talk a little bit about that because this guy not only produces profound stuff, but he produces a lot of it that can serve you, right? Like this is something you can you can get in his community, you can have a relationship with this guy that's ongoing. Yeah. So so first tell him a little bit about that because I want people that follow me to be hearing what you talk about because I know it can serve them even in a way that I can't. So how do they get access to you and your podcast? Um, it's at the MFCEO.com. We're on yeah. iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we're on SoundCloud, uh, we're getting on Google Play. Um, we're, we've been a top 10 rated podcast for almost since the it's beginning. It's so good. Bro. Yeah. It's so, so good. We've been very fortunate. The message just resonates because like what you said, it's, mm -hmm. it's real, man. Uh, it's myself, uh, the producer, Tyler, um, and then Vaughn, the impaler, who is a, who is an Vaughn's good. Yeah, he has great questions. He's, he's a, he's a ex pastor. Mm -hmm. So it's a very unique dynamic. Uh, it's me who's, you know, I'm, I curse and I'm brash. I say what I think mm -hmm. and you know, and Vaughn ties it together and, yeah. and it works really well. It's cool. But, uh, basically here it is. Uh, 
we want you to learn the real shit. We want you to learn what it's going to take to succeed. We want you to learn not just the practical steps, you know, the X's and O's, where to advertise, what you do with your product, how to name a product, blah, 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 all the other stuff. We, te we talk about all of those things. The, the biggest thing I think that we resonate with is that we talk about the mental mindset that, yep. that is needed mm -hmm. to create success. Because I feel like anybody can go out and create a product or start a business. The reason most people don't succeed is because they're not prepared mentally. Would you agree or disagree with that? 100%. Agree. I mean, how much do you think your success has to do with mental? 85, 90%. Yeah, and how much yeah. time do you spend on personal development? Uh, thousands and thousands of hours. Dude, of me life. too. Yep. Me yep. too. And yep. people, and, and young people, they look at you and I and they, and they say, oh, you've got this talent for business or mm -hmm. you've got this, ama you're amazingly skilled or mm -hmm. talented. No, no, you have worked right. your ass off and yep. so have I to yep. learn the things that we've learned. Yep. Nothing that you and I, have, that we teach, is, is, is new stuff. Right. It's just stuff that we've learned along the way or we've absorbed from other but people. But one of the huge differences when you and I were doing, we had to pay fortunes to get access oh to it. Oh my gosh. They can get access to this stuff now Dude, you for nothing. You couldn't right. even. It's unbelievable. The, when I used to do personal development, it was, you know, it was reading Tony's books. Me too. It was reading Seth Godin books. Yep. Uh, now, I mean, God, the, there's so many good people out there. Uh, uh, and that's why I'm only putting a few people on my show because I want them to go to the, listen, and we're going to talk about this next, okay? Yeah, the fake. You've built a real, <laughs> real business. I want people that are going to follow people. I don't want, listen, I don't have, t you don't have time for theories. Right. I want stuff that's work, that's applicable, that right. I know happens now with dudes that are blowing up and ladies that are blowing up real businesses right now. And so in your case, like, that's why I want you to go to him. This is this stuff he does every day. I'm walking around, he's got this giant facility here. There's another one that's almost a quarter million square feet down the street. And so what they don't ever, they haven't heard yet, and this is why I want them on this MF CEO podcast, is now, that was the first 10 years, right? Yeah, yeah. But now, <laughs> You're talking about, especially the last five or eight years, we're going to talk about this. I want them to hear this. You're talking about one of the great, honestly, I opened the show with this. One of the great, you are, you're one of the great American entrepreneurs. Thank you. For every reason, because of the wealth you've created, what you're starting to create for your guys, and then the paying it forward, you're, you're taking this gift, this success, and you're spreading it, man. That, that by definition, makes you great. There's, you're, you're, you're creating wealth and richness in people's lives, brother. So, so tell them about, we know the hard years, okay? What's it at now? Where's you, how many supplement superstores now do you guys have? Uh, we've got 18. We'll have 20 yeah. here, I think, by next week. So you got those. We're starting to roll that out. So that's okay. that was our first business we started. Yep. Um, we have our franchise set up for that. Okay. Uh, but we've chosen to award franchises to employees that this. start with us. So we could have went out. I actually uh, axed a 100-store deal um, about two years ago because we made it, which would have made would have made me a lot of money. Yeah. Um, instantly. And we axed that because we decided that we were going to we were going to create a situation where if you start with our company at minimum wage, which people do, mm -hmm. okay, that's entry level, uh, they can eventually work up to own their own franchise market that we finance them. So, like right now, we have uh, two we have four uh, two franchise markets that we just started franchising. Mm -hmm. uh, one is in Kansas City where they're opening ten stores, and the guys that that own that market. Started out at seven fifty an hour when they started. That's uh, and now they're owners. Now they're owners. Now they're going to own. They'll be millionaires. Those guys will be multimillionaires in the next couple of years. You can love that. So uh, I, I, Chris and I both feel very passionately about wanting to be one of the only companies that can say, look, if you start here, there's no limit to where you can go. Hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can go all the way up to being a multimillionaire depending on what you do. And the guys who own that market, hmm. uh, 
Jeff and Kyle have been with me for eight, nine years, and they're 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 as good as I am at the business. That's wonderful, dude. But you, Jeff, if you watch this, you're not as good as I am. Kyle, you are. <laughs> Kyle, you are. Yeah. Kyle is. So what happens is you you have these supplement superstores. You're in that supplement business, and you're like, hey, a lot of this stuff is not great stuff, yeah, right? right? So then you decide, all right, I'm going to flip in. I'm going to get into the actual business of making the product. Right. All of you guys that are in the fitness industry that follow me, the more I've understood the actual technical ways this guy manufactures his product too, it's just unbelievable the difference, right? And yeah. the, 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 the benefits to your body and the not the downside stuff too. But so you decide to start first form. Yep. So this is where it gets going good. Yeah, right? so, so tell us about so, that. So Chris and I had a lot of experience with obviously other people's products. Yep. And what we noticed in the supplement industry was that everybody was trying to make the cheapest product. Okay. And I, I just told him, I'm like, dude, we can make a better product than anybody out there. Mm. We've just got to sell it for more. Nobody wanted to do that, quite honestly, because a lot of people in the supplement industry aren't great business people. Mm. They don't work, they don't follow the fundamental rule of helping someone, mm. okay? I am going to make a product that you're going to ingest, Yeah. okay? Now, do you want to take the cheapest, least quality product, or do you want to take the most expensive, best quality mm -hmm. product? Mm -hmm. There's a market for it. It's yep. obvious, and yep. nobody was hitting it. And so we just decided, hey, we're going to be the premium brand, mm -hmm. and we went and did it. And uh, we went out. We were the first company to come out with low-temperature processed protein. Yeah. Uh, we, we uh, I mean, we, did, we started small, man. We started with a $30,000 PO. Mm -hmm. We went and picked up the pallets in the back of our pickup trucks from our manufacturer, mm -hmm. who is now our partner in manufacturing. Mm -hmm. um, and we would take the product and we would drive it around to our retail stores and literally that we would do that like once a month. When people first started using our product, they would come in and they would say, oh, what, what, are, you, what are you doing, making that in your basement? Because like they couldn't believe that we were starting. Yeah. It was, they couldn't understand, oh, you're starting another company now? I don't understand this. And we'd have to like have this whole script where it would be like, no, this is a different company. This right. is, you know, and eventually uh, the great people of St. Louis, I'm very proud of this city got behind us and, mm. uh, and gave us a lot of traction locally, which allowed us to grow. Mm. And, uh, and then we went from you know, selling it to the stores like we did to, uh, 12, to a 12,000 square foot uh, warehouse, to a 60,000 square foot, to a 75,000 square foot, to now we have the 75,000 plus the, the 225. My God. Yeah, and, and, and now we're getting ready to move out of this building and build a whole new headquarters. You, what, yeah. what kind of revenue sales, all that stuff this year? Um, you guys do? This year we should be about 170, I'm 170 hoping. million. Yeah. yeah. That's 170 million. That's both companies together. Yeah, okay. that's S2 and First Form. Okay, 170 million. Yeah. And then what do you think, or you have goals in the next three, four, five years, take that to a billion dollars? Yeah, that's the goal. The goal is, is a B. Is a B. I'm, I'm over the M's. That is so awesome, yeah. brother. That uh, is unbelievable. Thank you. And you so know, they, they think you're an overnight success until they hear that you <laughs> went, you know, 10 years basically with nothing, yeah. seven years basically didn't make a well, dollar. Well, a lot of the other brands in our, in our space, they're not set up to build, they're not set up to build real companies. They're set yep. up as a cash flow, cash in, cash yep. out. You know, the owners make good money, but they yep. don't have a, they don't have a team. Yep. We've got a real team, you know, yep. and we've got real people out there that yep. are, that are career, we've got careers here. Yeah. Um, and we've got the best people, man. You know, like I don't, like my brother, my brother yep. runs day to day at First Form. He does yep. an amazing job. Uh, you know, all of our team inside the office and all of our reps. I mean, it, it, you really do feel this because when you our, toured our, me. Our, our culture is built on change, man. Like yep. we, 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 people, the difference between our, it used to be just our products, like our products were yep. superior. Yeah. The difference now is, is that the people, do we mm -hmm. have people in our brand who are, who are literally 100% dedicated to helping other people. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's yeah. the mission. And mm -hmm. that's what drives, you know, it's a culture-driven company.
when you toured me, that's what you talked about. Yeah. I noticed that. I, I get toured all the time at different businesses, yeah. right? And the whole time you're talking about your people. Yeah. Point to that guy. This is what he does. This yeah. is what his background. This is how I know him. This is the great job they yeah. do. And like it was sincere. Yeah, like the guy that we went to, Scott, the one yeah. I pointed to of the yeah. warehouse. Yeah. We, we, we were in seventh grade together. You told me that. Yeah. And you, by the way, and you told me this knowing they weren't even going to hear you telling me. No. It wasn't a technique. It yeah. was you really heartfelt, felt yeah. this way about these people. Yeah. You built like an unbelievable brand and company, we're, we're, brother. Dude, we, we, most of us don't have friends outside the company like it's it's yep. weird it's like like if you're not in it yep you're, you're on the outside if you're in it you're in it i don't even think that's weird uh, almost every great company that i've been around really including mine, i haven't been around that many but yeah i've been I around by the way i haven't been around a lot yeah. of great companies either but the ones i have been around i can tell you my business my best friends are all in my business yeah. right they're just yeah. they're i'm close to them it's yeah. like it's my family yeah they're, we share the most in common right yeah right it's part of our culture yeah. so let's talk a little bit about a few things because like it's unreal what you've done right and it's just the beginning i can feel that you're even talking about changing your model and expanding it yeah. and all the different things you're going to do so You've done a couple things that's interesting to me. So one, your body's changed the last few years. Like yeah. I've seen videos of yeah, you, brother, lost right? Pounds. You lost 100 pounds. Yeah. So th you've turned everything around, right? So yeah. is it the same stuff? Or like, what did you do to change your physique? Dude, uh, what, did I, what did I actually do? Yeah, like physically, like did you, did you make a, con like, did you like look in the oh, mirror mentally. one day and go, holy oh, crap, you know? I mean, look, it was way out of hand. Like, like I told you, man, I struggle with depression. So yeah. depression's something that I battled my whole, whole adult life. Mm -hmm. um, I go through phases and those phases last for years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Some I go for two or three years. I'd be great. Mm -hmm. I go for two or three years and I'm a total wreck. Mm -hmm. And when I'm a total wreck, I eat everything in my face. I drink everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm having a good time in my mind, mm -hmm. but I'm not accounting for the, the problems that it's causing. And I had got myself up to about 350 pounds. Uh, and dude, uh, yeah, I was just, I just looked in the mirror and I'm like, fuck, you're fat, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and you can't be fat in my business and be effective. Good point. Uh, yeah. So, you how know, long did you take to lose 100 pounds? It's I lost most of it in about eight months. Eight months. Yeah, I lost I lost about 80 pounds in eight months, and then the last 20 has been like recomping for like the last uh, about a year and a half, mm -hmm. going back and forth, back and mm -hmm. forth, back and forth. So mm -hmm. now I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. I still great. got a little bit to go. Thank you. Great. I want to get down. I'm 245 right now. I want to be about. I want to be the same weight, but a little leaner. Okay, let's get in that brain of yours for a minute. Yeah. So this, uh, by the way, I struggle with depression yeah. too. Most people would be surprised to know that dudes like us that are super high energy and help people that we we have all the same struggles and maybe even deeper ones. Well, when you're given, stuff. when you give so much of yourself all the time, mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot left yeah. at, at the end of the yeah. day, you know? Yeah. I think people thought you and I are gonna get together and we're gonna bump chests to yeah. see who was stronger no. and bigger. And then we met each other, it's yeah. like, Hey man, like yeah. I got the same stuff you yeah, got, yeah, right? Yeah, it's the same yeah. things. So get in this brain of yours for a few minutes because we're not have that much time left. But like, so g this is just like general, but who, th who the hell are you? Like what has made you this freak that you are? Are you like an obsessed, whack job, crazy person? Are you thinking business all the time? Like if someone said to you, hey man, you know, I got three minutes with you. Why are you so successful? What is it about you what you do or think that's different than the average dude out there. I've just learned that it's, I, I've personally, I, I used to think like a lot of younger people think, and maybe some people in business, I used to think like this. Man, I wonder if I'm gonna ever be one of those successful guys. Like, did you ever think like this when you were, when you were broke? Did you ever think like, man, I wonder if I'm ever gonna be like fortunate enough to be one of these guys who has this house and these, this life and this and that. Like, mm -hmm. there was always a question of doubt in my brain. I still have it. Yeah. Okay. I still have All right. it sometimes. So, so yeah. I think I just accepted that that's, there's no, there's no valid, there's no like 
validity to that at all. Mm -hmm. It's just total mind bullshit that your mm -hmm. brain does. Yep. And I started to realize that it's just as simple as executing on a daily basis. And mm -hmm. when I started to um, believe that, mm -hmm. And the doubt went away. I think mm -hmm. that made I think that made me a more confident. Mm -hmm. uh, B it works, um, mm -hmm. and I don't feel like I'm a freak of any. You know, I'm just highly competitive, and I know mm -hmm. that I know how to win. I know that if I'm doing effective things on a daily basis, those effective things compound mm -hmm. over the course of time. Are you a planner? Do you like write stuff down? Do you have goals? Oh do you yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I do. Uh, what a lot of my listeners, um, I have this little method called the power list. Okay. And basically what it is, it's, it's five critical tasks. So, so <clears throat> for a while on Instagram, we used to always see this, these memes, okay? And mm -hmm. it would be like, you know, I, I only sleep one hour a day and that's what you mm -hmm. got to do to be successful. Yeah. And that's bullshit, right, okay? Right. Um, I am, and this is going to sound really weird, but I'm actually really fucking lazy. Me too. Okay? So am I. Yeah, so like okay. I just found, I just find ways to be effective. Me too. So my... My goal was to do as much good stuff in a day mm -hmm. and then have the rest of the day to myself, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. So I figured out that if I could execute on five tasks, not the, the, not the basic things, not mm -hmm. like, oh, I gotta work out, or, mm -hmm. but all right, the, the things are extra than that, okay? okay? I've gotta make this call, I've gotta send that email, I've mm -hmm. gotta follow up with this, I've gotta do that. Once those five things are done, mm -hmm. I'm done for the day. Gotcha. So I, if I can get all five of my things done before 10 a.m., I got the whole day to do whatever I want. Okay. All right? Okay. And the rule of the power list is this, it's gotta be five critical tasks, okay. all right? Those critical tasks have to be something that are not a habit for you. So let's say your goal is to work out mm -hmm. and, and eat right, mm -hmm. and you're not currently doing it. Mm -hmm. That can be on your power list mm. for up to 21 days. Okay, after it's been on your power list for 21 days and you've won the 21 days in a row, you have to remove it and replace it with two other things. Oh, I like that. Okay, yeah, so your, your list is good. always progressing. Good. It is literally a, a fail-safe way to be successful. Mm. I talk about it on my podcast, the MSCO Project. There's a whole episode dedicated to it. It's episode 107. Okay. Um, if you guys want to go listen to 107, go listen to that. You'll learn the method. But, um, but yeah, but I just figured that out, man, over the course of time. And uh, it's so rare executing, though. Like, don't you think, like, it's the rarest thing, even in my business. Like, I can't believe it's how people. It's not that go, hard, though. It isn't. But people go through a whole day of busyness. Yeah. They go, wow, I put in a 15 hour day, to your point. Yeah. At the end of it, I go, if we went back and did, did you do five you things? You could have done the whole, th you could have right. done the whole 15 hour day in two hours and yeah. had the rest of the day to yourself. That's another thing elite performers have. They yeah. shrink time frames. They yeah. can get a whole lot more done in short windows yeah. of time. And we want to because we're lazy. We want to go fuck off. There's two, by the way, and I am lazy, too. Yeah, people I, think, oh, you're, I'm not. I'm lazy. Like, yeah. I, have, I have to have habits and disciplines because yeah. if if you left me to my own devices, yeah. I'd be eating Cheetos, sitting yeah. on the couch, yeah. drinking tequila, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I, that I sounds got, like a good time. It does yeah. <laughs> sound good. I like that stuff too. So, yeah. so a couple other things. So what's a hundred to zero? I, I just read this. What okay. is that? Like, so, what's that all about? A uh, hundred to zero is something that I came up with that me and two of my guys at work, all mm -hmm. right, two of the guys at work, they're, one of them is super competitive and the other one was very badly injured and is also very competitive. And we were talking one time on text, we were, mm. and we were like, so they, they, these guys co-manage one of our biggest stores in okay. retail. And we were talking on text, and uh, Austin, one of the guys, he goes, he goes, man, he goes, I want to kill all of these other stores. He goes, I don't even want them to sell anything. Yeah. Like, just like yeah. I would yeah. say, he goes, I w if we were playing football, I would have beat them 100 to nothing. And that's how it started. Okay. So it started as 100 to nothing. So now we had, we, him and me and the two guys had yeah. this thing where we would just text 100 to nothing. Basically, it means domination. Domination. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
And then I started bringing it on the podcast. I started okay. talking about, um, you know, hey, look, there's so much of this, this feel-good idealist nonsense out there mm-hmm. that is telling people it's not okay. Like, we see it, like, kids' basketball game. A team will score 100 points and the other team scores seven, yeah. and they fire the coach. Yeah. Dude, that's not okay. Right. You're, what are you teaching your kids? It's okay. You're supposed to lose or feel bad when mm-hmm. you win? And yeah. I'm just anti any of that. Me and too. so, basically, we just started uh, a hashtag, 100 to 0, okay. and, and selling shirts and you know, I put it on my wall, and it's just a reminder, like, hey, we're here to fucking win. I love you know, that. no matter what, like, we're here to win, and if the other team can't score, that's their problem. That's not our problem. How do you feel about, like, mentors and coaches and stuff? So, like, you talk about teachers and coaches. Like, do you think everybody, there's this whole thing about you should have a mentor, you should have a coach. Do you think some of that's overcooked? Sometimes, I, think it, I think it is overcooked. So do I. I think yeah. sometimes, good. I think, I think sometimes people, like, they're always looking outside themselves, right? Instead Dude. of... Do you agree with that? I, I think that the mentor thing started, Instagram has amplified this mentor thing. Like, yeah. you got to have a mentor. Mm-hmm. Dude, most of the mentors that you guys have don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Okay, let's be real. Mm-hmm. Do they have a real business? Mm-hmm. What, show them their, let's see their financials. Let's right. see the house they live in. Let's right. see their plane. Right. Let's see the cars. Right. They don't have that shit, you probably shouldn't be listening to them. Right. Okay, if you're yeah. trying to be successful in business. Yep. I mentor people every day through the podcast, through my Instagram. Yep. I don't have to have a one-on-one. If you can't pick up what I'm putting down from that, you ain't got it anyway. Doesn't it surprise you often you get asked stuff that you've put out that they don't even find? Does that drive you crazy? I, I personally yep. will not respond to that because I know that they're too lazy to go look at it yeah. anyway. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I get asked that all the time. I'm like, hey, that, I already put that out. Yeah. Like, go find my stuff, yeah. right? Like, and, it and, dude, and what that is is that's people's... That's people wanting to, they want to touch you, right? Like, oh, I I know Ed, or oh, I know Andy, and I need validation from them, or I need permission. That's them looking for permission. Mm. You don't need his permission, you don't need mine. You don't need your mom's permission, you don't need your dad's permission, you don't need anybody's permission. In fact, the more people that tell you you can't, they're probably good for you, you know? So, I just feel like the mentor thing, you know, I had mentors, but I didn't call them mentors, I didn't know they were mentors. Me either. I just had a dad. Yeah. And, I, and I listen to Tony Robbins stuff. Yeah. And and by the way, thank you, Tony Robbins. Yeah. Like me too. I was just telling yeah. telling you, yeah. you know, how how impactful. I would like to take a minute to plug him for a second. Sure. Okay. I think he's not getting with the young generation the way that he should. Me too. And I feel like you know you guys who are following people like Ed or following yeah. people like myself or following Gary V. You need to go to the OG. That's right. He's listen, the OG. Yeah, and yeah. listen to Tony's stuff because a big part of where I'm at had to do with getting his personal power me uh, too. Uh, set. Me too. My mom gave it to me, and you know, yeah. my mom gave. I'm like, I'm not listening to that crap. Blah blah yeah. blah. Yeah. Like three years later, I listened to it, yeah. and I'm like, holy shit, dude, this yeah. is awesome. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I've been a believer ever since. And and me too. It, it, you know, I, we all come from him somehow. Dude, Doesn't it feel like it's it? the truth? And, and uh, <laughs> yeah. the the younger guys, the younger. The young entrepreneurs, you guys need to go listen to his stuff oh, and follow time. him, man. Like, yeah. buy his products. And I, yeah. I would not say, if you follow me, you know I tell you not to buy anybody's products. Yeah, yeah. His is worth his it. His is worth it. Yeah. But in your case, you are too, and I'll tell you why. Because the mentoring thing is one thing, but I also, the gift now that you or I or a few other guys can give that are in this space is that we can get people's consciousness of thinking the right stuff, right? We're not going to directly see you every single day, but you're directing my focus. You're giving me ideas. You're putting the right thoughts in my head. 
you're giving me, and you and I are both saying this about Tim Grover, you're giving me permission to be obsessed. Yeah. You're giving me permission to win. Like, I don't Dude, need that's everybody. Guy. Yeah, I don't need, I love Grover. Yeah. We don't need, I just had him on the show, he's awesome. But yeah. I don't need permission from my family, but I need permission to be myself. It's like, hey man, I want, it's confirmation that I'm not crazy. Right. These dreams aren't nuts. I'm not a wacko because I want to win and compete so bad. It's not so much permission as it's confirmation. There's dudes like me, there's ladies like me, there's people like me that want to live life maxed out, right? Yeah. Like that's a, yeah. it's, it's, that's what I think you do more than anything. Yeah. It's like, go man, you're good, yeah. right? Yeah. I think that's what you do. I try, you know, I, I just try to help people find their way. You know yeah. what I mean? Like being an entrepreneur definitely is not for everybody. Yeah. Some people aren't going to be happy being that because mm -hmm. as much of the cool shit that you see, Whew. there's a lot of bad stuff it's too that's tough. It's a lot of ugly. And you've, you've got to really love that tough stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, I will give Gary a lot of credit. Gary always talks about loving like the grit and the dirt and yeah. the hard shit. And you do kind of, cause like my, I don't know if you're like this, but I bet you kind of are. Like when, when, cri like, when crisis happens in your company, yeah. I bet you're calm and I bet you figure it out instantly. And you're, yeah. you're like, you're like, okay, yes. your wheels start turning yeah. and you're challenged yeah. and you get fired up and you get excited. Yeah. As soon as you know, like, as soon as you know the solution, I bet you're excited. Like there could be a shit could be burning to the ground. 100% right. And as soon as I know the problem, yeah. as soon as I, you know, I, that's dude, I live in that space. Last week that yeah. happened, I was like, yeah. I'm alive. Yeah. Like this is what I was born to do. Yes. Like I was in my moment. And like when yeah. I'm not in that, I feel useless. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. like it's it, like kryptonite. Right. I feel like Superman on kryptonite when I don't have that. Like that when stuff. shit's going really good, yeah. like I'm like. <laughs> I think sometimes I stir up messes just so that I can fix yeah, it. Yeah, like I, I walk through the office, I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I got, you know, I yeah. got this, I got, I'm like, no. what do I got to do? No, but I've literally learned that. Like, if I'm going to be growing my company, there should be crap going on around me. Yeah. There should be fires all the time. Yeah. Let's finish up with this, because you're about to launch something here pretty soon, because it's not mentoring, but it's more direct access to yes. you. It's more specific stuff. So right. tell them what you're planning on doing here real so soon. So we're launching uh, Frisella Entrepreneurship Academy. Um, it is a... It's an academy. It's exactly what it sounds like. There's there's level one, level two, level three courses. Okay. People come in. Uh, they can learn not some Instagram thing of like, yeah, like how to how, how to open a you know an Instagram account management service or whatever. Like right. that's not what we do. What we do mm. is teach people the exact tools they need to run a real company and build a real brand. Mm. A lot of doctors, a lot of lawyers, a lot of real estate agents, a lot of people who are in business and have skills, have no idea how to run a business. Mm -hmm. um, it's true. So we're opening an academy that shows people step by step by step by step what they're going to need to run a real business and build a real company, okay. not just a hack to try to make some income mm. on the side. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yep. So, uh, you know, if you're looking for, you know, some sort of business to start, that's not what we do. We take your business and we show you how to run it. I like that. Yeah, and okay. that's that's what we're doing, and we're doing that from, I'm a real guy, I built a business from yep. from uh, zero to where it is now, and uh, a lot of people have questions about what to do at this point, or how to do this, or how to do that, especially when it comes to marketing and advertising and how to get word of mouth out, mm. and uh, make customers loyal, and, we, and I talk about all these things on the podcast, but I don't show them exactly how to do it. Okay. Uh, this is where I'm going to get into the gritty details of how to execute. And, and so uh, I'm excited, man. It's I think gonna it's going to be cool. I'm excited about the guys, not just the guys who are like watching and they, I want to own a company one day, but I'm excited about the guy who has a company right now and he's like struggling and he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And I'm excited about helping those people. Yeah. Well, you're going to. Yeah. The, the big thing I think everybody, by the way, is really good today, brother. Thank you. Like I got a lot out of this. Oh, thank it was you. It's good for me, man. Thank you. I mean, really, I know you all did too. 
Probably the way you can get to the center hub of this guy, though, is just follow him on social media, follow this guy on Instagram. Yeah, I'm mainly on Instagram. I'd be yeah. on Instagram with this guy, and then the MFCEO.com uh, yeah. podcast as well. Yep. They can subscribe on iTunes, yep. all these other platforms, yep. too. Yep. I know it helps if they subscribe, yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It drives this stuff I'm up. I'm always so. pushing the subscribe. Yeah. If you like the content, subscribe. That's all I ask. That's I don't charge for it. Yeah. Me, too. Just subscribe. Yeah. Little likes, little follows, yeah. little subscribe. That's, right. That's all we want. Yeah. So, so this, you got a little taste of today of what you can get in all these different forums from this man and the stuff that's coming forward. So really appreciate you today, Dude, brother. Thank Thanks, you, man. man. I'm so glad we yeah. met. I really Likewise. enjoyed that. All right, God bless everybody. Max out. Thanks, guys. At Mylet.com, where champions are built.